0: this is Come on Kinds with Martin Quilty and Anya Fahmi.
1: Good evening everyone. Welcome to season one, episode number five of Come On, Kind with myself, Martin Quilty, and I'm Anya Fahi. Tonight we will be reviewing the fixtures from yesterday's games, uh, and along with previewing next weekend's fixtures as well. There was some predictions that Anya got right. There were some predictions that Anya didn't get right. We'll certainly go through them and see what's in store for the coming week. So Anya, I suppose first of all we will start off with the junior games from last weekend and. Um, a couple of interesting results there I suppose we'll start off with John Locks Bennett's bridge against Carrick Shock uh, and that was a win for Carrick Shock so you predicted that one right for last weekend.
0: Yeah, and I think, to be fair, you'd kind of have to go with Carrick Shock um, in, in that scenario anyway. Um, they just seem like they're a lot stronger team, and I think their experience and their wealth alone, especially at this level, will really shine through. You know, um, John Locks, Bennisbridge, as he spoke about them last week, very new to the adult scene as well. So there is an amalgamation there of the club. So, not really too surprising that Carrick Shock came out victors there. Um, great scoreline as well, 116, 16 points to. Be scoring in a camogie match any day of the week is is huge um, so yeah well done to Carrick Shock, but um, not not overly surprised with the, the result there at the end of the day
1: Yeah Carrick Shock are going very very well in the uh, in the table on that one they are just having a look at it they have three points they have one win uh, and a loss from that so that was a good way to get uh, on the scoreboard there last weekend Thomastown against Dixborough then I suppose two teams that already has an adult team uh, in the competition two of them came up against one another and town came away with the victory on that one at 211 to one five so you did predict that it was going to go that way and it looked like it did
0: yeah and I suppose when we're kind of looking at these two teams um especially at senior level they really are kind of probably you know definitely both them in the top two teams at senior level so it's um no doubt that they're going to be heavily fancied at junior level as well and um, it just goes to show that the work that's really is being done in both clubs at underage where they can where they can actually have two teams involved i believe both set. Of teams are actually quite young bar maybe um, a couple of the um, golden oldies there on the Thomastown team that are are still going and still pushing the club really strong Um, a really good scoreline as well for Thomastown 2-11 Dixborough will probably be a little bit disappointed um, about their scoreline I was talking to Emeryn Tynan over the weekend and she was saying that you know they've completely split their junior team and their senior team so it is kind of really giving the girls a real opportunity to, to kind of just showcase their talent at junior your level and in the hope for them to really make the step up to, to senior next year or whatever the case may be so yeah a really good result there for Thomastown um, you know they'll be pushing hard for um, a potential spot in a county semi-final or a county final Um, you know they're sitting pretty there at the top of uh, group one there so they'll be happy with their, their last two results anyway over the, the last two weekends
1: Yeah result is not there at the minute is Tullohar and Greg Neman not showing up because Greg Neman couldn't feel the team at the weekend which is disappointing for Um, they only found out I think yesterday Morning. that great. Namana couldn't feed the team. It's also disappointing for Great Namana mm. that they have young girls is down there. You know, getting ready to go out and play. And unfortunately, as it happens in a lot of rural clubs, at the minute that they just couldn't feed the team. So disappointing on both fronts. Tollerhar didn't get the game. Great Namana couldn't play the game, and no game uh, was in Brownstown yesterday.
0: Yeah, really disappointing to hear that Greg Norman couldn't feel, you know, they've got some really good players coming through there. I suppose, as you kind of said there, rural Ireland clubs at the moment are probably um, struggling for, struggling to get teams. And I suppose, you know, a lot of that comes back to, I suppose, the society that we're currently in at the moment, you know, with a lot of people gone travelling and I suppose a lot of it's got to do with COVID. We just don't know what way COVID is hitting clubs at the moment. So I think people are just being extra mindful as well at the moment. I hope it's nothing too major that Greg Namana couldn't feel a team but disappointing definitely for Tuller they are pushing themselves very hard this year and you know I suppose they'll be just disappointed that they couldn't get another game under their belt but listen hopefully things will turn next week and hopefully Greg Namana will be back up and they'll have a team for their, their next round and sure Tuller then will be able to push on as well
1: Yeah and I suppose sitting pretty at the top of the table there at the minute is Mone Um, after they played Nairbred the weekend and to be fair to breathe we did predict that this one could unfortunately be a cricket score and it ended up being that way and I'm not going to call out the score but Munkine did up winning the game and I was actually refereeing it and I was talking to a couple of the lads over the team and they were very despondent in fairness because they had uh, a group of players that came down to Munkine to play Munkine yesterday. There were six of the girls that were supposed to turn up, never turned up for the team yesterday and they had two girls injured as well. Mm-hmm. They went out and in fairness they played their hearts out. They never gave up. Munkhain were unbelievable. I mean Spud Crowley must have covered every blade of grass that was below in Munkhain yesterday. She was unstoppable. She was playing centre back as we know Spud can do. Marie Corcoran who was a very good minor yeah. had an excellent game. Laura Wall was in full forward and she destroyed the full back line um, almost on her own. But from a Naive breed point of view, it's very despondent. And the lads over the team was despondent yesterday. That, you know, when you have players that don't bother turning up for whatever reasons, when they're supposed to be there, it's so hard to prepare a team for that. But when you're travelling, knowing that as well, I mean, it really gets the management down.
0: Certainly does and not just the management but the players that have actually bothered to get up out of the bed that early in the morning to go travel to Mooncoin, you know, Ballyragget to Mooncoin, you know, it's not as if you're just going up the road there, like you know, you might as well be heading down to Waterford. Um at that stage. Um, really disappointing for them, especially a newly formed club. Um, you know, I think what a lot of people kind of forget is everybody that's involved in camogie is doing it at a voluntary level and these guys and these ladies that are getting involved in Nave Breach Camogie Club are doing it at voluntary and they're trying their best to promote camogie and Ballyragget. You know, they've got such a great history of hurling in the club and um, so they want and they're only fairly due to them like they are trying their hardest to do it and it's just really disappointing when girls don't turn up the, the day of a game when it's much needed regardless of whether they think they're going to get better off the field or whatever the case case may like you're playing camogie for the love vision you have to take the wins with the losses and you know picking and choosing when you can show up to games it's it's not right it's a team sport at the end of the day you're letting down your teammates uh, Mooncoin, as we spoke about last week that's that's no um that's no big massive, um, you know, result for them. Like it was very much expected, and we did kind of have a fear that Nave Bridge were going to get a lesson in Camogie from them. And well, you they're know, sitting
1: proper, are proper, I should say, at yeah. the top of the table. There was two games, one six points in the bag. They've scored seven twenty eight in total in those two games. Mm-hmm. Like, you know they'll have aspirations of winning the junior and getting up to intermediate. And in fairness, even some of the Nave breeds managers commented yesterday they really should be up intermediate but yeah. alas if you don't win the championship yeah. you're not going to be up but I think it could be their year this year
0: Oh I'd, I definitely would imagine that they should be pushing on and winning the county final last year they were bitterly or this year they were bitterly disappointed after last year's county final and you know I suppose for this group of girls there's been a lot in there you know you've named them Sarah Crowley Laura Wall they've been there a long time for mankind huge stalwarts and great patrons to the club down there up there um, so yeah they'll definitely want them to be pushed on and to you know, I suppose they're just going to try and get through the round robin stages now at this stage but you know, their focus will most certainly be on a county semi-final and a county final. They'll know in the back of their heads that the real aim is going to be a county final and just the way they're going at the moment and the scores that they're raking up, it's very, very hard to look past Mooncoyne. I'm not coming out of the junior section this year.
1: Yeah, well they still have a couple of games to go in that. I suppose looking at the tables then in Group A, you have Thomastown sitting at the top there with uh, two played and six points. Piltown then are next with two played and four points Dixborough are in third place then two played and a point and Conaghy then are uh, at the foot of Group A with two played and uh, no points and as we said Munkine then sits top with giant top actually I should say with Tullaher. Munkine just ahead on score difference there at the minute Tuller six points as well Carrick Shock in third place on three points John Locks, Bennett's bridge are going very well Um, you know they are in fourth place Greg Namana and Nia Breed unfortunately at the foot of the table there so lots to play for um, you know, there's still a lot of uh, games to play in that one, but uh, you're predicting Munkeyen still to come out of it. And when we look at the fixtures, then I suppose for next week, and then um, having a look at the uh, the junior. So you have uh, who's first up? Nay Breathe versus John Locks Bennett's Bridge. That game is in Ballyragget on Sunday at eleven o'clock. So. Could be an interesting toy, that one.
0: Could be an interesting toy. You know, both clubs relatively new into the scene, as we've discussed already. Um, you know, I suppose Nave Breed probably having the loss that they got last week confidence is more than likely going to be absolutely deflated down there so it's really up to the management to you know pick the girls up and I suppose like you know for the girls that didn't turn up if they are going to turn up the next day they going to have they're going to have to showcase this and show that they're sorry for letting their teammates down in the first place initially you would have to look at John Locks Bridge really coming out victors on this I think you know Nave Breed have a long road to go um, every game that they're going to play is going to be a learning a massive learning curve for both for that team and um, um, so and I think at the moment they're probably just happy to be getting a team together you know competing in the championship and you know in a couple of years time I think that's where they'll really start to push on like they're they're very very new I don't think they should be getting too disheartened on it I know it's you know it's not nice to get beaten like you did at the weekend but you know it's great to see new clubs as we spoke about last week it's great to see new clubs um, coming to the fore in Kilkenny but you would have to be looking at John Locks, Brenton's Bridge to come out victors in that one
1: Okay looking at the second game then on the Uh, fixtures program then for the junior uh, you have Greg Namana versus Munkine that game is supposed to take place in Greg Namana at the weekend so hopefully Greg Namana can get a team together to play it Um, Munkine will want to have another game under their belt to keep the momentum going so if the game does go ahead how do you see this one going?
0: Listen I think to be fair we have to go Munkine again on this one Um, it's it's no ill respect to any of the teams that are in group B there of the, the junior championship but I just think Munkine seem to be just streaks ahead of everybody else um, you know I just think it's just the way they're structured and their individual players you know Sarah Crowley Mairead Corkin as we mentioned she was phenomenal in the minor championship this year she was absolutely immense a centre back there um, they're too so,
1: serious uh, wing a centre back and yeah, a wing back playing for Moon Kain like at the crazy
0: minute. absolutely crazy so you definitely would have to go for Moon That I do hope that Greg Namana can field a team this weekend it'll be disappointing for them if they don't because you'd have to question if they can't field a team for a second weekend in a row you know what's happening in the club down there is there something going on or you know is there something that maybe the county board can maybe step in and help with as well because like, that's what the county board are there for you know can somebody offer them some guidance or support in whatever case it may be but um, definitely you'd have to be looking at Mooncoin in that situation
1: Well hopefully for the girls that are eligible to play at that level that they can get a team together and be able to play a competitive match as well uh, Moving along then we have John Locks and St. Bridge oh sorry that's another 14 one Pilltown and Thomastown actually is the next one then for the junior two heavyweights I suppose of senior level they competed uh, last weekend at the uh, the senior so that's going to be a nice tidy uh, game
0: there on Sunday afternoon certainly is and to be honest with you like I kind of fancy Piltown in this one if I'm honest um, you know we played them in the all county league at senior level oh god going back weeks and weeks ago and the majority of the players that they actually had on their field were junior and to say they gave us a lesson in camogie Um, Like I am being very, very easy on that when I say it. It was um, it was a complete... Um, deflation for Tullerone ourselves but they've got some fantastic underage players coming up they're just so fast they're so gutsy they're really really brave and this is what I find about the younger generation coming up now at the moment they will just throw their head in anywhere there's absolutely no fear so I do fancy Pilltown in that one um, I just I think they're going to have the legs on Thomastown now I could potentially be wrong on that but um, my prediction is Piltown, um definitely on that one
1: OK well just looking at the team there, Thomastown have a way far superior score mm-hmm. difference in that one. So Piltown, uh, you're predicting on that one. So moving along then, we have Conaghy and Dixborough then in the last of the junior. That game is scheduled for Jenkins Town at half past four on Sunday evening. And that's not going to be an easy one to call now.
0: No, I don't think it will. And I suppose Conaghy, I, I don't really mean to keep going back to senior level, but I suppose for a lot of the junior teams, we do kind of maybe judge their junior team as kind of maybe on the, the power of their senior team Connie aren't going as well as I had actually expected at at senior level um, Dixper I feel I think they just have the youth that are coming through and Dixburg is crazy like I was watching them at an under 12 uh, county final um, on Saturday and I think they could have two under 12 teams and just the numbers that they have is outrageous um, so I definitely think they're doing something really really well there but Dixper always have had a really good underage structure they've always been competing at you know the high grades, and they were always getting to county semi-finals, county finals. So I definitely think Dicksboro could be um, could be coming out victors in that one as well well they had
1: a loss the first day so they'll be looking to get back on track in that one and win that one so I suppose that completes the Ivor Produce Junior uh, review for last weekend and the preview for this weekend coming now we have the Shaw's Department Store Intermediate Games that took place and quite a few of these was on uh, over the weekend so I suppose we'll start with St Clair's and Glenmore St Clair's one twelve, 12 Glenmore 1-6 a battle of the two neighbours game was played in Sleeve 6 points only in it in the end close enough but you did predict St Clair's would win this one and the prediction came true.
0: Yeah I just think St Clair's um, as a whole they're so so young and they're not really dependent on the same one or two players throughout. Um, I think they'll have a good say in. Like, I definitely think they'll be qualifying for quarterfinal stages anyway. Glenmore, unfortunately, I just, I just think that they're, they're just not. A couple of years ago, they were able to compete at the top, and I just, I think they've kind of when they reached that peak, things just started to kind of filter away, and them, which is so unfortunate because they do have some really fantastic players down in Glenmore. Um, but definitely St. Clair's. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I'm not too surprised with that score. With that score. Um, uh, 112 again another fantastic score to to be getting in an intermediate match but definitely I think uh, St Clair's won the battle of the south down there and you know they'll be happy going into next weekend's fixture as well
1: Yep. then we move on then to Ballyhale, Shamrocks and O'Loughlin Gales. Ballyhale, Shamrocks 2-5, O'Loughlin Gales 1-14. Again, you did predict O'Loughlin Gales to beat Ballyhale uh, last weekend and it did come true. Ballyhale scoring 2-5, which is a good result, but O'Loughlin's 1-14, just that small little bit ahead and came away with the win.
0: Yeah, I think O'Loughlin's are just going really strong this year. Um, I think like whatever they're doing there, they have a really good balance between experienced girls and youth there as well. I, I know um, Ruth Comfort is managing the team and by God there's a lady that <laughs> if you, if she says jump, you're as, you're jumping and asking how high, how high at the same right. time. Yep. Um you know, so yeah, I really think she's just she's got them in really good shape there. Um heavily flanked obviously by Danielle Quigley, Laura Murphy, Ashling Butler there would have been a former Inch County Camogie player as well. So yeah, you know, plenty of experience, not at all surprised by it. Um, probably maybe a little bit disappointed, you know, that Bally Hale, I suppose in their last couple of their last two games that they played they're not scoring as many points as we would imagine that they should be scoring like I think it was a 2-3 the last day that they had scored before half time whatever the case was maybe um, but definitely yeah O'Loughlin seems to be going really really well and they're they're sitting at the top of the table there in Group B and you know it's in, interesting to see what happens when it comes to them and uh, the Mulla because I think that's going to be an intriguing battle altogether
1: it surely will. Uh, and Laura Murphy did shine as well in that game yesterday as reported back to us for our all-star uh, selection that's coming up later on as well that we have news about. Moving along then, we have Mononavat and Emeralds St. Anne's, And you did predict that this one could be a very tight affair and it was indeed Mononavat 3-7, Emeralds St. Anne's one thirteen, 13 a draw which you kind of did predict all right for last weekend.
0: Yeah, now <laughs> I actually spoke to someone about this and Angela Kennedy was filling me in and all the details here. This was a humdinger of a game, I believe. And if we weren't at it, we seriously missed out on a serious game of Komogi. Um, all the leading lights for both teams really really shone um, Neve Lahey I believe was phenomenal at full back she was marking Leanne Fenley two girls that are very very well known to each other playing on the intermediate scene this year Leanne did, uh, did sneak a goal or two in it but um, Neve Lahey I believe was meant to have been instrumental there Neve Sweeney absolutely commanded centre back It everything she she was kind of like Elaine Aylward from the last day you know she dictated the pace of the game uh, Julianne Malone and Davina Tobin had a battle out at midfield there and the two of them went and held for Leather and they kind of more or less balanced each other out as w- w- what we're being told uh, but Julian Malone took got a wonder of all goals in the last second of the game to get it to a draw and I believe it was just a real individual goal and absolutely superb to you know get M- to get Levat back to a draw game so I believe we were that game nail-biting from the word go to the final whistle was really, really one of the greatest games of the weekend. Well,
1: a repeat of last year's county semi-final that Emerald St. Anne's did run away with the victory albeit Julianne Malone was missing for uh, Molinevat on that day Mm -hmm. and Emerald St. Anne's did give him a lesson in the end, you know they then went on to the county final and lost out unfortunately but, you know it's great to have players coming back it's yeah. great to have teams at full strength and if that's anything to go by when they could potentially meet later on in the championship I think we're in for another humdinger
0: Oh absolutely and that point for both teams is going to be extremely important to them now because it's you know depending on who's going to finish to, um, you know top or second in that group you know it could depend if you're going into round one or if you're going straight to a quarter final. so um, you know score the score difference is going to play heavily there as well but Emerald St. Anne's I would imagine would be very very happy with that result Um, you know having to go to Mullavat is by no means an easy feat to have to do and you know th- th- great to hear that their main player has stood up delighted to hear that Niamh Lahee has continued her form that she had with the intermediates all year into her club season because she's a real leader for them and you know they, they need the likes of her to be stepping up and really pushing pushing Emerald St. Anne's on Yeah
1: well we we'll certainly look forward to those battles uh, commencing later on in the Championship as well Next up on the list then we have Dane's Fort against the Roar in the Seague Dane's Fort 3-8 the Roar in the Stieg 117 another humdinger of a game by the the looks of the scoreline there Uh, what's that 17 points to 20 so a 3 point victory for the Roar.
0: yeah and I'm sure the Roar and Stieg are delighted with that Um, you know I was kind of keeping an eye on social media over the weekend um, in relation to some of these games and I believe Christine Ling is now heading off on her travel somewhere I'm not sure as to where so best of luck to Christine but she's going to be a massive loss for Roar and Stieg you know she's been such she's been such an ambassador for Roar and for many years. She's been involved on the inter-county scene. Just, you know, just a really, really good lady, I would say. Like, just... Gives it her all as she always does. And I suppose she's probably felt that she has been she's kind of given everything she can for the last couple of years. And I suppose this is her time now that she needs to kind of go away and travel. But she will be a massive, massive loss um to Roar and Stieg there um for the, the remaining of the campaign. But you are gonna have the likes of Kenley Hamilton's really gonna to have to step up there now and come to the fore. Danes Ford, I suppose, listen, three eight is a really good score for them to be raking up. Um they'll probably will be disappointed that they didn't get a victory there because you know it it's not looking too good for them at the moment Um, I think they are sitting at the bottom of the group they've you know two games played and no wins so they really are going to be pushing hard to try and make amends and at least get some sort of points before the round robin stages I know there's no relegation but no team wants to be kind of knocked out in the first round especially after it has been a really really long year for clubs you know the majority of the clubs probably went back training in February March and I suppose the uncertainty of not knowing is it actually going to go ahead or is it going to go ahead and I suppose thankfully things are really starting to kind of look bright now and everything is going to go go according to plan but you know it they're just going to want to feel that they're not after putting in this much effort to, to not get any points in the bag. So they'll be all guns blazing next weekend. But um, yeah, really good result there for Ron Sheikh. And speaking about points in the bag as well, a point apiece between Barrow Rangers
1: and James Stevens. Barrow Rangers 4 8, James Stevens 2 14. That ended up in a draw. So a point apiece. And I suppose uh, a good result overall for uh, both teams. They're now sitting nicely at the top of the table, the two of them each with four points apiece. So both of them, again, will have aspirations of doing well at intermediate level and so far, so good.
0: Yeah, so far, so good, definitely. And I think James Stevens will be the team that'll be coming out the happier out of that game. It's their first year up intermediate and what a stamp they're after making on the championship so far. You know, they had a great victory last weekend and raked up a magnificent score. I think it was a 4-18 they scored last week and then they turn around and they're scoring something similar like 2 two fourteen this weekend. They're, they're two massive score lines to be drawn up. So they'll be delighted with that. And I suppose for themselves, they're kind of proving a point that there's been such a great history of um of Camogie and James Stephen for so many years. They probably felt that they probably shouldn't have been down at junior level for for so long um, because they had worked so hard at the intermediate level. Like I remember playing out when you were coming up against the likes of the Aoife Nari's, the Orla McCormack's, Aoife Gorey's of the world. Like we're, we're going back nearly 10, 15 years. Like, but they always were forced to be reckoned with. And I suppose... Just John Scott, Philly Larkin, and all the lads that are involved are really trying to get James Stevens back up to a point where they are kind of looked at being one of the strongest teams in Kilkenny and like they're doing they're doing a Trojan work there and that's a really really good result for them especially their first year up they really are driving through I've said it before James Stevens are a very very good team and they will be there in the latter stages of the championship
1: Yeah a lot of teams might have the first year blues and maybe mm. not compete at it or maybe we had high expectations of teams that are not but James Stevens are certainly doing uh, what we thought that they might do and compete very very well which they are do but that completes the, uh, the results from that game just having a look before we do the previews for next week Um, James Stevens, as we said and Barrow Ranger sitting nicely at the top of Group A the Roar and Stieg then in uh, third place there on three points and Danes Ford are sitting at the bottom of the table there with two played and no victories at the minute but again still time and as we've seen in the hurling even before you might have a first round game and you could go very well after the first round and continue to play on so still lots to play for there as well and looking at Group B then all these is Teams have uh, two games played. Well, Gay is sitting nicely on six points at the top. Mullinavat and Emerald St. Anne's are joint second then as well on four points apiece. St. Clair's then coming forward with three points, and Ballyhale and Glenmore Moore are joint bottom there at the minute with no points. And looking forward then to the weekend games ahead. We have uh one game on uh Saturday, Anya, between the Roar Nastig and James Stevens. No time as of yet, it's probably not confirmed, but uh you know, how do you see this one going?
0: I, I'm going James Stevens. I really am. I'm going James Stevens. I just think that they have a whirlwind of confidence and they're really building momentum as they go on, as the, as they keep going throughout the year. And I just think the first, you know, a win the first day and a draw the second day, knowing that this is their first year up, I think that they are really going to be on, on cloud nine at the moment. I know Roran Steeg had a really good victory last weekend, but I just think the momentum certainly lies with James Stevens at the moment. Um, they're just very well balanced all over the field and even the substitutes that they're able to bring in, like they're all well able to hurl. They're all very, very pacey. And when you have the experience of Hannah Scott um. Michelle Teen and Neve Dealy in your play, in your group there as well. That's just phenomenal to be able to look at. And um, yeah, I think you know, I think James Stevens are, they're going to come out victors in this game certainly over the weekend.
1: Okay, so you're tipping James Stevens for that one. We move along then to the next one between Danes Fort and uh, Barrow Rangers. Barrow Rangers with that draw of course last weekend, and James Fort coming in with the back of a loss. So how do you see that one going? That that game is in James Fort. I should say at eleven o'clock on Sunday morning.
0: I'm sorry, George feeling but I'm going for Barra Rangers in this um, I just I, I think I think Bar Rangers will give Sport a little bit of a lesson here um, Sport are just not they're just not um, performing well at the moment now they, there is going to be a game where they are going to all have to click together whether it's going to be this one or not I don't know but I just think the knit the and grit of Barra Rangers is going to get them through this game on Sunday
1: Okay, so you're going tipping Barrow Rangers for that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Emerald St. Anne's then versus St. Clair's. This is nearly a David versus Goliath uh, task for St. Clair's. They're going to Galmoy at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning am I right in looking at an Emerald St. Anne's victory on this one?
0: Yeah definitely um, Emerald St. Anne's yeah they'll, they'll surely rake up a good score in this one as well and especially after the draw match the last day I know they got a point um, from it but if things do come down to score difference regarding the top of the table or whatever the case may be they are going to have to rake up a good score St. Clair's having to travel to Galmai apologies to anybody in Galmai but it's in the middle of the sticks down there um, you know so they definitely are going to be at their, have to be at their, their wits end but Emerald St. Anne's to come out a very very comfortable victory there.
1: Would you believe it it's actually the only pitch in the county I have never been in yet?
0: Well I remember years ago having to come back from WIT for training in Galmai because Catherine Doherty used to be training which was at the time and we were searching for pitches all over the county just couldn't get them or whatever the case may be and she used to be plaguing Anne Downey to go to Galmai one night so Downey obviously gave in to her and off we set on our merry way up to Galmai the whole way from WIT and I swore never again was I doing that journey it was absolutely <laughs> atrocious I would, I didn't know what we were going to expect up there lovely parts of the country don't get me wrong um, but yeah really is in the middle of the sticks
1: well St. Clair's will certainly uh, have that uh, travel to go ahead to now on Sunday moving along then we have Auckland Gales versus Muna that's in St. John's Park at 11 o'clock then on Sunday morning as well so uh, how do you see this one
0: going not an easy one to call this no. No, th- this will be very, very interesting. And I think like both teams are performing extremely well at the moment. I think O'Loughlin Gales are just really, really on fire. But something just tells me that the experience that Mullnavat have, I think they could pip it. But this is going to be extremely close match. It's going to be something very similar to the Emerald St. Anne's. Like I think realistically you are looking at O'Loughlin's, Mullnavat Emerald St. Anne's and potentially... James Stevens Barra Rangers kind of coming out the top four in those in, in in this in in this grade. Um, but that's going to be a really good battle. But I do feel like Mullavat, their experience alone is gonna is going to pip them there. Um interesting to see what they are going to do with Elaine Aylward. Is Ashing Butler going to take up center forward? Um Cause she's got a great hand on her and you know she'll be she'll be well able for the physicality of Elaine Aylward but it'll be very interesting to see what they de- do there is Julianne going to pick up Laura Murphy because they're going to just balance each other out and who's going to mark that's going to
1: be a right battle Yeah if that'll it be does a serious happen.
0: battle and who's going to mark then Leanne Fenley at the edge of the square I suppose for Emerald St. Anne's they had the player of the calibre of Nee Blahi to do it who's going to do it for O'Lackland's? you know that's where I think questions could be asked I, I just feel like Mull with their experience they could edge that one it's very slightly though.
1: OK, so you're tipping and Levat for that one. Uh, the last one then in the Shaw's Department Store Intermediate Championship for the weekend. If ever there was a six-pointer game, it's going to happen in Glenmore on Sunday. Glenmore versus Ballyhale, Shamrocks. Both teams currently sitting at the bottom of the table. So one of those are really going to want to get a win on the board before they go into the first round games. How do you see that going?
0: Oh, Ballyhale. Definitely, without a doubt, Ballyhale. I just think that... I think they have the better core hurlers and that's absolutely no disrespect and I, I don't mean to sound rude in any way, shape or form to Glenmore but I just think when it comes to 15 v 15 I do feel that Ballyhale will certainly have the edge there and I think that Ballyhale will be extremely hurt right now the fact that they have struggled um, and they haven't won the, either of their two games they were in the league they were in the All-County League final so they would have been expecting to kind of progress after that and push on um, so I definitely think that they will have the upper hand on Glenmore and um, um, and I'd say with a couple of points to spare as well. OK,
1: well, that completes the preview and the review of the Shaw's Department Store Intermediate Championship Games. We're looking forward now to next weekend's games and reviewing the senior games now. That is the Michael Ling Motors High Undy games. And first on the list uh, last weekend was Clara and Dixborough. Clara, eight points. Dixborough, 210. You did predict a Dixborough win in this one and it went true to form.
0: Yeah. I, I, and I don't think for anybody kind of listening in, it's not probably going to be a huge a huge shock. Um, Dixborough performing very, very well at the moment. They're probably not at full throttle, at full throttle right now. They're just coasting nicely through, um, you know, probably figuring out a lot of things as well. Good scoreline for them. Clara will probably be disappointed, you know, after scoring three go- goals against Tullerone the previous week, they were probably banking on maybe knocking in a few more goals. Um, but that just goes to show the the strength and depth of the um, Dixborough defence there, um, you know, and Dixburg really just opened up Clara there scoring 2-10 so yeah you know it's predictable in my opinion Clara will be disappointed but Dixburg definitely um, you know well worth their money there
1: yeah a good win for Dixborough. that puts them sitting at the top of group B in that one the second one on the list then we have is Liz Downey-St. Lactons versus Pilttown. and that was uh, Liz Downey-St. Lacton's 14 points Piltown three twelve. you did say last week that if Piltown had all the players ready to go and they had a full team out that they probably would beat them and you were dead right on that one
0: yeah and I think that this game was actually really nip and tuck up to maybe you know the final 20, 15, 20 minutes um, you know Liz Downey-St. Lactans did throw everything at them I know they are trying out a lot of new things um, I know that they're probably only kind of settling with their management team you know properly the last couple of weeks so you know that I know it's a loss but you know it's not probably um, as big a loss as many people would have expected for them Pilltown, yeah we were certainly expecting them to, to open up um, to open up Liz Downey I think Katie Power was on song they're getting, uh, getting a goal as well um, yeah so you know Liz, uh, Liz Downey's in Lactans will be very disappointed with that and they have a huge task to turn around this weekend and go and play um Thomastown but you know pilltown pilltown be happy to get a win at least now because they, there is only three in that group so they do only have two games so they'll be kind of going straight into the knockout stages or whatever case may be for themselves uh, but yeah good victory there for Pilltown not really expected but still a good scoreline there for Liz Downey St Lacton's I believe Lydia Fitz was immense on the freeze there as well and sure listen Claire feeling. Just a stalwart altogether, um, you know, man in the centre back position um for, for Liz Downey St. Lacton's.
1: Well I suppose considering the what could be classed as turmoil that happened in the run up even to that game um, out there with management structures uh, and the whole lot like to put in a performance and score 14 points as well in a short turnaround is great credit to uh, St Lacton's and Liz Downey
0: Certainly is and I think that just goes to show the calibre of players that they do have available to them in the clubs and I think the most important thing for the girls is they just want to play Camogie, they just want to com- compete and they just want to be kind of pushing themselves forward and trying to succeed as much as possible they were in a county final last year Thomastown did beat them by six points um, so they'll be kind of wanting to get themselves back to that stage and they'll like regardless of you know management team or you know players retiring or whatever the case may be they will feel that they do have the opportunity to do that and you know they were the same last year they just kept on nicely ticking through the r- round robin stages and then bam out of nowhere county quarter final, county semi final. they just came to light and they really pushed on from there
1: Yep. Yeah, well, talking about pushing on, someone else pushed on at the weekend as well and that was Tolerone versus St. Martin. St. Martin's 1-7, Tolerone three eleven. In fairness, you didn't predict a winner of this because you were taking part in the game uh, last weekend as well. And a good victory for yourself and
0: the Tolerone team. Well, Lillian was giving me daggers in the corner so I couldn't really say Tolerone were going to win but I knew deep down in my heart that they were actually going to win but I was fearing for my life, Martin, getting out of here um, last the dagger seems to
1: be on me now. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I've never been so happy to see a game over in my whole life. The physicality that St. has bring to a game, it's, do you know what? It's great to see. I love it. I do. I, I do love it. But, um, there was a few questionable maybe refereeing decisions but we won't go into that either. Um, but yeah, you know, I read really, that was a really, really tough game. The scoreline probably doesn't reflect the, the closeness of the game. For years, it's always been the same with ourselves and St. Martin's. It always has been nip and tuck. I thought Carly's comfort was outstanding for um, Muckley. A lot of their younger players shine were shining as well. Uh, Rebecca Roach was just a constant threat. I thought at centre back. Just her distribution of the ball. She's just so fizzy strong like and she's probably not you know for a centre back she doesn't look like your typical centre back uh, but you know she's really really good really good at reading the game as well um, Katie Nolan as ever making an absolute nuisance of herself running around the place and Adele Coonan who you know who got a nasty injury last weekend you know still performed for a club as well so yeah like I suppose you know Mokalee will be disappointed with that but Tolerone we were just happy to get out of there with a victory um I think you know we worked hard. We needed that, especially coming into the game this weekend. You know th- that was that was a massive game for us, and you know we just have to put it behind us now and focus on the next game because next weekend's going to be a different story altogether.
1: Yeah, Dell's injury gave me the heebie-jeebies even in mm. here last Monday when we were I saw it. But yeah, so that was the uh, the three top games. You got two of them right, and you didn't predict the other one, even though you knew that Tullerone was going to win it. Um, the other two games then slightly more questionable. We'll start. <laughs> with Conaghy and Young Ireland's Conaghy won 9 Young Ireland's 413 you did tip Conaghy for that one I think Young Ireland's potentially had that as motivation going in and ran out convincing winners in that one
0: I'm done with Conaghy I predicted them for the first two games I just felt like they would just bring something new to the senior scene but no they've let me down so I'm done with them I'm not predicting them anymore um, what a scoreline from Young Ireland's 413 um, I don't Think it was down to me now, but if they want if they want to take revenge on me, they can. But just don't do it to me on the field. I think teams um, <laughs> are looking for you to predict them at this stage. Yeah, um, yeah. Fair play to Young Ireland. What a phenomenal score that they run over four thirteen. Really, kind of bounced back from their defeat the weekend before. So they'll be delighted with that going into next next weekend's game. Um, I suppose they kind of feel like they do want to have a major say in the senior championship this year. And I suppose when they have all their players back and everybody available to them, they are a serious serious force be reckoned with um, and they'll be just delighted with that and a really, really good result for them and 4.13 a phenomenal score I must say for the majority of the games that were are on at the weekend some of the scores have been so, so impressive like, you know serious points being scored you know like you're looking at 5.18 for Munkai and you're looking at one seventeen for Roar Nishtig 3.11 Tolerone 4.13 Young Ireland you know really, really good high scoring games
1: I can give you a good stat on that one in the whole of the weekend in all of the games there was 46 goals And 269 points scored over the weekend. Three teams got no goals out of the whole of the competition. And the three teams that got no goals were all senior teams. The other team was in the junior competition. 46 goals, 269 points. Phenomenal scoring.
0: That's outrageous. That's absolutely outrageous when you think about it. Like, yeah, and you, know what, you have people then that will turn around and say I wouldn't watch Camogie if it was in the backyard. Seriously if you're going to have people that are going to be scoring serious score lines like that you need to readjust your uh, priorities there and go start looking at a game of Camogie. That is some phenomenal, phenomenal scores there and fair play to all the teams and all the management and the players and everybody that's getting involved because you know th- th- they looked like there was some serious cracker of games over the weekend.
1: Yeah and another good game that we had uh, between St Bridget's and Winegap St Bridget's 3-9 Winegap 15 points you did go for Winegap in that one St Bridget's came away with the win so a good victory there for the uh, Bally Callan women
0: yeah brilliant victory for Bally Callan. Um, I honestly thought Winegap would do it just with their experience alone but it just goes to show that the youth is prevailing in St Bridget's you know, they're sitting pretty at the top of the, their group stage is there now and I don't mean to keep repeating myself when I keep on saying sitting pretty but uh, that's a phenomenal result for them and they'll be absolutely delighted with that and um, they probably are motoring very, very well. I'd say you could probably say this is the first season that they probably find themselves in that kind of a situation um, so, you know, whatever the management team, whatever the players are doing, they're doing something right there. That's a great result against uh, Wine Winegap, um, you know, and that's going to see them comfortably, you know, they're not going to face, they're not going to be heading into a round one game they're going to go straight to a quarter final you'd imagine now at this stage Uh, fair play and congratulations Uh, heavily flanked I'd imagine by some of the younger players Claire, Doughney Leah Brett I'm sure Lauren Ronan may or may not have had part to play I haven't heard much about this game but uh, fantastic results there for St Bridget's
1: Yep as you said they are sitting pretty at the minute there's still a long way to go though folks don't forget Um, but we will go to Group A St Bridget's are on top with six points Young Ireland and Wine. gap then are coming in second and third place Young Ireland's just ahead ever so slightly on scoring difference and Connacht Shamrocks uh, complete that group there at the minute at the bottom of the table all these uh, in group A have two games played in group B then at the top of the table we have Dixborough sitting nicely on six points Clara is on three points uh, Tullerone three points as well and St Martin's at the foot of the table there with uh, no points at the minute again all those with two games played and in Group C then as Anya said earlier only three teams in it Thomastown and Piltown joined top at the minute Thomastown only have one game played that'll change after the weekend Piltown have two games played and Liz St Lactant then r- remain at the foot of the table on that one but they only have one game played which brings us on then to this weekend's games in the Michael Ling Motors Hyundai Senior Championship game and again to start off with your favourite team that you're not going to be bothered with more predicting them. Connaughty Shamrocks versus St. Bridget's. Do I take it then you're going for a St. Bridget's win on this one?
0: Oh yeah, I'm going for St. Bridget's on this. They're probably going to do three from three I would imagine. Um, they're just hurling really, really well at the moment. Obviously enough they're getting some great scores there. Um, I think the momentum and the competence they have is just going to push them over. They'll be kind of looking at it an opportunity for them to make their stamp at senior level with a very, very young team and you know, kind of have it said that they finished top of the group, like that's what they want to be doing. Um, so yeah, definitely going to be going for St. Bridget's. That I know it's over in Jenkins Town. I know Conaghy, you know, will probably be a little bit hurt, um, and a little bit wounded from their previous games, but I, I, can't, I can't, I just can't go for them again. I actually can't. Conaghy will be delighted
1: now and probably come out and win it <laughs> yeah. then that game, and they'll be cheered and on here uh, next weekend in that one. So you're going for St. Bridget's in that game. So moving along, then we have Young Ireland and Wine that game is in Gordon on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock so how do you see that one going?
0: This could be a ding dong of a game like I would imagine that Wine Gap are I'd say a little bit frustrated after their performance from last weekend a little bit annoyed that they didn't get the victory I would say that Wine Gap probably fancied themselves to come out on top of this group like many other people myself included would have thought that as well Um, so I think this one could be a real humdinger of a game both teams really need to be they, both teams really need to win this game it's nearly a must win game for both of them Um, it'll probably determine second and third place in the group I would imagine so one will potentially go through to a quash final is it?
1: Yeah I think it goes something like yeah, that and Yeah, the other one we're not too to the sure round but we'll certainly have that really. for next weekend just to be sure
0: yeah so that'll be a that'll be a serious serious game there Um, so yeah I, I reckon that could be that could even go as far as a draw I know you know previous games with both teams um they've always had really close encounters um, but so yeah I'm, I'm putting that one to a draw.
1: Okay, that's grand. The next one, I suppose, we know you're not going to predict and in fairness, we can't ask you to predict when your own team is playing in a Tullerone. Have Dixborough the weekend. It is a home game in Tullerone. It's certainly not going to be an easy game for you on this one. I mean, Dixborough are sitting nicely at the top of the table. But still, you know, you have to play everybody. So it could go either way as we've seen with results. But I don't know. I still fancy Dixborough for this myself.
0: Oh, sound Martin. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Okay, so ourselves in Dixborough, I suppose, like we have, you know, we've we've always had massive, massive battles throughout the throughout the years. Um, I suppose one of my first memories of playing against Dixborough was up in Kilmana in a county final, I think it was 2011 maybe, and we were two points ahead. And the ball went back down to the field, and a bit of a a mistake was made from a defence and the goalie's point of view. And Dixburg got a goal, and from there, they won the game. Whistle was blown up six minutes into injury time. um, Game was blown up, and they absolutely broke our hearts, shattered us. And I just feel since then, we've never been able to get over that. Um, Dixburg, they are, listen, they're a great outfit, they're absolutely phenomenal so many young players coming through it is going to be a huge battle for us we know that we know what to expect um But I think, you know what, if we just work really, really hard, anything can happen. And, you know, that's that's going to be one thing that we're going to be pushing ourselves to is just working really, really hard and, you know, just trying to focus on our game and not focus on anybody else's game. And I'm sure that's the same way every team is going to be going in this weekend. We know we're going in as complete and utter underdogs. Um, But, you know, we'll be looking forward to it and we'll be looking forward to to bringing Dixborough out to Tullaroan, and, you know, seeing what they're made of out there.
1: Well, as we said, anything can happen on any giving morning or afternoon, whenever the games are on, mostly in the mornings at the minute. Now, I can feel the daggers coming over my uh, shoulders at this moment in time again. But we have St Martins and Clara uh, is taking place in Muckalee at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. So don't mind who's over my shoulders here now. Just give your honest opinion of who is going to win it.
0: Uh, I'm going with Clara out now Clara on this one um, I just think that they're they're just I spoke about this last weekend after we played it they're so well balanced um, they're just really really good they're really really they're really just really fit team the only thing I will say about St. Martins they're so physical and they always have been we always kind of said that they were the bit of a in the whole lot of them you know not afraid to pull or swing or whatever the case may be um, so I think you're going to have like you know that's going to be a really interesting contest between the two of them I don't think there's going be much in it and I think St Martins are really going to be gunning like they really really need to get two points on the board like are they going to you know as we said we know there's not relegation but potentially you know whoever finishes bottom of this group is going to face off against a Pilltown or a Thomastown and that's not a situation that any team at senior level wants to find themselves in. So, um, you know, St Martins, they could surprise us all. They are due a win. They are due to all just click and motor well. I know last weekend, yeah, we had a great victory over them. A lot of them did play in a county semi final the night before in a football match. Um, a couple of them were involved in the Junior C semi final during the week as well. So they probably had a lot Lot going on last week, or whatever the case may be. That's not taken away by Tullerone's victory, by the way, because we actually deserved it. Um, but I do think that St. Martin's. They do need. They do need to get two, three points on the board, and they could really put it up to Clara. But I just think with Clara, they're a little bit more balanced, and they'll be hungry and they'll be wanting to secure themselves in a good position as well. I think you're
1: going to need a security guard before we get out yeah. of KCLR here later on. I know well, to finish off the, the thing. i
0: fast. Great <laughs> right first to pace on me, twenty five yards.
1: <laughs> Mind that hamstring. Uh, what we have to look at now is the last game in the. Uh, Michael Lee Motors, Hyundai Senior Championship for the weekend. It's Thomastown versus Lizoni St. Lactens. It's a home game in Thomastown for the girls from Grennan. Um, I suppose they're on a high at the minute. They're flying and everything mm. that they're doing.
0: Uh, but yeah, can you see an upset in this one? Not particularly, to be fair. Um, I think Thomastown will probably come out. That, listen, they'll come out victors, but at their leisure and I don't mean to be disrespectful on that. Um, You know, I the Thomastown management are probably trying out a lot of new things. In saying that, so are Liz Downey um, St. Lactans. They're probably trying out an awful lot of new things. To be fair, and I spoke to a couple of people about this because we were kind of saying like, oh God, you know, that's the group of death, Thomastown, Pilltown, and Freshford, Freshford Liz Downey. But like, when you think about it, <laughs> Freshford Liz Downey probably got the best group that you could get. They're going to avoid those two in a, when it comes to knockout stages. And if you can do that, that's, you know, that's a great position to put yourself in. Um, so I'm sure their management team are really just kind of focusing more so on round one, push, final, or whatever the case may be and kind of pushing on from there. You know, they'll have paid probably two of the, the best teams in the county at senior level. So they'll have got some really good match practice into them. Um, but very hard to see um, an upset there. I think Tomstown will come out victory there.
1: I suppose it's a way for Liz St. Lacton's to... I suppose, gauge on how far that they've come in a year, considering mm-hmm. that this is a repeat of the county final last year and we know that Thomastown won that fairly comfortably. So I suppose from their point of view, it is a way of looking to see, well, how far have we come in a year or how much more work do we need to try and get up to the level that Thomastown is at at the minute?
0: certainly is. Like, and they'll be kind of using this as a... As a, a pinnacle point of their season, like um as you said, trying to figure out whereabouts they are in comparison to last year. It still is a long, long season to go and you know, I just think Lizoni St. Lacton's you know with Ann Dalton I suppose retiring a lot of their senior players really now need to step up to the fore there and you know be accounted and even some of their younger players as well um, you know really have to start coming to life really have to start coming to life in that you know Lydia Fitch she's going to be their main leader there as well as well Claire feeling too and Jalore Hegarty Sinead Farrell there who's the intermediate goalie this year you know so they have plenty of players there they have plenty of experience in, in their panel as well but they certainly will be kind of looking at this they probably won't focus on it too much because they don't want to be maybe get distracted and if things if the results don't go too well for them they don't want that kind of plane in the back of their mind like oh have they gone back or whatever the case may be but yeah listen you know it'll be a great match for them they'll they'll have two cracker of um, match practice going into the first round of the first round of the championship. So there'll be no fear on them when it comes to knockout stages.
1: Well, another full weekend of games ahead and we certainly look forward to those. We want to congratulate a couple of winners who had county finals last weekend to our under 12 winners from Casacomer, St. Martin's, Carrick Shock and Pilltown. Congratulations on your victory over uh, last weekend. Fantastic achievement for all the clubs there and especially for Aaron Zone who was so so young going um, it's great to see them competing and winning under 12 as well also to Thomastown who won the under 16 A league final beating uh, Glenmore last weekend but I suppose the daggers will eventually go when I read this result next is St. Martins have won the under 16 B county final defeating St. Lacton's over the weekend uh, as well so uh, a great weekend out in uh, St. Martins direction for the club with the under 12 and the under 16 victories as well so well done to everyone lots of uh, county finals upcoming this weekend as well we can't get to them all here at this moment in time because they could change with different times and dates and that so just keep an eye on uh, the KilkennyCamogie.ie website for details of all them now we have a huge announcement to make on we said it earlier on uh, in the podcast that we were going to look at doing an all-star team for the different grades at senior intermediate and junior we can officially announce here this evening that Come On Kind will be doing an all-star team of the year at senior, at intermediate and junior level and we would like to welcome Roach Injury Clinic on board as the senior sponsors. Sure Farm Potatoes, of course, John Crowley is the uh, junior sponsors and Killery Lighting Services have come on board to sponsor our intermediate one. And Anya, it's a fantastic uh, venture for us. It's something we're going to look for forward to there's probably going to be lots of fights lots of rows uh, different uh, engagements and the whole last to try and discover who our best club players are going to be at the end of the year and we will certainly have something uh, to celebrate that later on but we're looking forward to it anyway I hope you are
0: yeah I think it's going to be brilliant um, I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to get myself into one of those positions now you know it's a long couple of weeks I'll do what I have to do I'll shove a few brown envelopes whatever way I have to um, But well, yeah. now we, we
1: have to say it's not just the two of us <laughs> no. is picking this team going there is a whole panel and there will be uh, lots of uh, maybe voting later on as well for players of the year and the whole uh, certainly uh, we're going to be looking forward to it and as the fella says if you're good enough where you're going to be there on it anyway.
0: That's it. And I think like, you know, I, I think from my point of view anyway, I love to see like a really new player like performing really well. It may not be a household name or whatever the case may be, but I think like that's the kind of player that I look to, to, you know, to be putting in a team, someone that can just work really hard and someone that can just, you know, build and gel and can be just so versatile. Um, serious, serious thanks to all our sponsors. David Roach Injury Clinic. Literally, I don't think I had the post gone up two minutes and he was straight in there straight away. He's been such a great servant for Kilkenny Kamogi. He was involved in 2016 with the Intermediate Teams as our team physio and he's just been just so good to us all Um, you know for many many years and you know it's great to see a young lad like him you know getting on so well in his own business and really really delighted to have him on board. Um, he's excellent at what he does and he's just so so professional. Um, so delighted to have David on board. Killery Lighting Services you know do public lighting um, throughout, throughout Ireland. Uh, delighted to have them on board as well. I'm very lucky that I work with them. So, you know, they are, um, you know, they're only happy to to support us because they're probably sick of me talking about camogie and giving out that, you know, they need to start supporting camogie or whatever the case may be. Um, so delighted that they are on board. And You know, it, giving out,
1: I can't see that happening at all. doesn't happen.
0: Very rare, very, very rare occasion, Martin, would you believe? Um, and then Sure, uh, sure Farm Potatoes, great to have them on board for the, for the junior one. You know, it, it was a great opportunity for any sponsor to get involved in it and we are just absolutely delighted as Lillian kind of said earlier on can't believe it literally only took us a week to get the three of them like we didn't know how long it was going to take we didn't know if it was going to be possible to do three different ones but absolutely delighted with the support we're after getting and even just the feedback I think in general um, from like even like some of my own club mates were delighted that there was going to be a team of the year I think some of them were like you know I better get this position now or you know this you know the it has all kind of started and, you know a couple of them wanting to wanting certain positions and certain number jerseys and they didn't really have their name on them already. I will not be picking them fully. Can I? Can I just uh, reiterate that there? But uh, yeah, delighted, delighted to have everybody on board. It's going to be great fun. Can't wait to start trashing this out. And um, there's definitely going to be a couple of rows. I'd imagine we're going to have someone in the middle of the ring trying to separate. All That'll the be Lillian that's here behind on. us.
1: I think she can bring the daggers with her.
0: Yeah, no, but you know what? It's going to be really good, and it's going to be really good to promote Camogie and Kilkenny And it's really good that it's going to be for all three grades as well, because sometimes the junior and intermediate grade probably don't get as enough recognition as the senior grade. So really, really good to see that that's happening as well.
1: Well, I think that's what we were afraid of, that if it came down to it, that we couldn't do Mm -hmm. this, because between the two of us that we were throwing this about to see was it going to be possible. We thought, oh God, you know, things are so expensive. Uh, Sponsors, you know, they've had a hard time with the pandemic lately. There's not an awful lot of money that's uh, been bandied about easily like maybe have been in the past in that. Mm. and that w- and what we were afraid of is that we would be doing potentially a team of the year and having to try and whittle it down then and we were always afraid that you were going to have 15 superb players that was playing at senior level or even split between senior intermediate and the poor junior players then was going to be overlooked because maybe they weren't performing as well or the matches mightn't have been as good mm. this way the best 15 is going to come out of every grade and everyone has an equal chance of getting through to it and the jersey Jerseys are fab. Thank you so much to Johnny in Intersport for designing them around the on kind uh, crest colours and that. I think we will even put them up maybe later on to show people uh, what's up for grabs and maybe get the excitement going that little bit more for players
0: yeah we might hold out until after the weekend so that players we'll, we'll be picking teams for next weekend we don't want Dixper now performing too well because they all want jerseys <laughs> inside there um, but yeah no it's excellent the jerseys are absolutely class I must say um, you know it's really good and you know as you said like it's great that we can have the three different grades on it because it is really really important um, that players are kind of you know re- re- recognised at the level that they're playing at and I suppose you know you're right if it was just going to be one team let's call a spade a spade it would predominantly be just a senior all-star team and that's not what we want we want to be able to recognise everyone because there's some real gems that you could find at every level in this county and okay I know m- yourself myself we probably don't get to go to enough of the matches you know between you're you ref and, and I'm actually playing matches it is hard but we do have the referees looking out for us like and you know, our own
1: spies as well yeah, exactly. we, we're not going to say who they are no. but we do have our spies out looking
0: yeah so like it's not just it's not going to be just picked on like county semifinals and county finals either. This is going to be, this has been kind of working on since last weekend. We've had people out looking, the referees have been given some really good feedback from the games as well. So, you know, fear not, it will be done. It will be done as um, equally as and fairly as we can do it. And we will be trying, like our aim is to promote Camogie and it's not going to be given just to somebody because they scored 5-16 and another 14 fail a final 10 years ago it's going to be done on this year and this year only and really looking forward to it
1: Yeah it's going to be class and as I said I'm looking forward to the rows even later on because as soon as that county final that is finished that we all sit down around a table and try and pick our teams of the year it's going to be so much fun uh, I'm certainly looking forward to it and hopefully everyone will be as well Well that's all we have time for here this evening on Come On Kind Hopefully you're enjoying our podcast and uh, our predictions and non-predictions of how things are going maybe clubs are hoping we predict the teams coming up and maybe some teams are delighted we're predicting them as well because they're going well but hopefully you the listeners are enjoying the content that uh, is happening here on Come On Kind it is great to have coverage of Camogie going out we've never had so much coverage available to inter-county players and now to the club players as well we've never been able to do this before so it is fantastic so we're looking forward to next week's episode to review uh, some of the last rounds of the senior and the intermediates and then looking forward then to the following rounds because there's uh, teams in other groups as well so there might be that few more matches and reviewing a couple more of the county finals next weekend we might even have a couple of guest uh, speakers here as well that we might be able to talk to but that is it from myself Martin Quilty and uh, Anya Fahey for this weekend and until next weekend it's goodbye for me and thanks very much.
0: And, you This is Come On Kind with Martin Clotty and Onya Fahli.